0: You know, the Lord, He, uh, just like we do, we prioritize things in our life. And we, uh, the things that are most needful, you know, we, uh, we put them at the top of the list. And, and uh, so, you know, we, we've got to follow the Lord and put what He would have first. So, let's come in agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, Father, in the name of Jesus, we trust you. We cast every care upon you. Because you and you alone can carry what the enemy, what the world, even what I allow to be put on my life. So I give it to you in faith. You be glorified. You be glorified, and I will come up in you. And I will come up in you, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh glory! <clears throat> Do you know? You know that. There are so many things that happens uh, in a believer's life. The devil does anything and everything he can to keep you and I from coming to faith. But then after we come to faith, he wants to do anything and everything he can to pull us away from that faith. And so uh, you encounter different things. You go through battles and struggles. Every believer does because uh, the the devil wants to separate you uh, from... Your destiny. He wants to separate you from the liberty that that you can have in in your relationship with Jesus. But he he wants to ultimately his number one desire is to steal, kill, and destroy everything out of our lives. That's what Scripture tells us. And so uh, we got to recognize that uh, some battles uh, are harder than others, and, and some seem bigger than others. But I want I want you to know that the ones that sometimes we don't deem as important, they're the really the biggest battle in our life. Right. And they're the ones that determine whether we're going to succeed or fail. They determine whether we're going to move forward or have to go around the mountain again. Amen? Let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. Um, We've got a message that I want to preach really strongly, and and if we don't get to preach that message, I, y'all please come back tonight, because it's, it's, it's a directive message that the Lord is wanting to get us in the place and the position for before Pentecost, amen? God's getting ready to do some things and pour His Spirit out afresh anew, and new, and we need to be in alignment with Him to be able to receive that, but... When there's needs, Jesus always met the needs first. Amen? All right. Luke chapter 22. Uh, Jesus Christ is getting ready to uh, go to the cross for us. And uh, let's pick it up, if you would, in verse number 40. Luke 22, 40. If you're there, say amen. And when he was at the place, Jesus, when he was at that, uh, that opportune, that that Perfect location, that spot of success. And when he was at that place, oh, hallelujah, he said unto them, Pray ye, or pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them, from his disciples, about a stone's cast. And he kneeled down and he prayed. Verse 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Verse 43, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And there appeared unto him an angel from heaven, strengthening him. Verse 44, and being in agony, he, Jesus, prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And he arose up from prayer, and he came to his disciples, and he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude that he he was called Judas, one of the twelve went before him and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Amen Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Hallelujah. This morning, you may be going through some things in your life, or there may be some uh, things happening in your family, or or whatever, uh, that is weighing heavily on your mind, uh, uh, on your soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. And so you you may be feeling a lot of pressure well, uh, anytime that you and I are feeling pressure, we got to come back to the one who was uh, met the devil head on he he met pressure in the fullest uh, uh, extremity that that was possible. he met the the pressure to the point that uh, that the angel had to be sent from the father or Jesus would have died right there. He was in a place where as he was sweating, uh, great drops of blood. Uh, it's a medical term, uh, hematropidosis or something. You look it up. You can Google it. It's it's a legal a medical fact. Uh, he was fixing to have a stroke and, and, and die, uh, but he couldn't die until he went to the cross. Amen. Because mm-hmm. Psalms 22 uh, uh, was uh, give us a stronger picture of Genesis 3:15 of what had to take place. And so uh, God strengthened uh, Jesus with this angel. Uh, but the reason why we're looking at this this morning is because uh, the, the battle is in your mind. The battle is in my mind. And we've got to recognize and realize uh, that Jesus Christ, He's in this battle for us. And and as we look as He's... Uh, uh, there's one angel that is specifically mentioned here from God the Father. And, and I want you to imagine the power of that angel. But I want you to imagine as Jesus is in this situation and he's praying uh, uh, for you and I even today. And, and he was trying to get the disciples in at a place where they could be awakened. Uh, where they uh, could, could see and understand what was happening around uh, that garden. See this garden, I guess that's what I mean? It means, why, uh, it means oil press. Uh, And and so Jesus was being pressed beyond measure at at this point. Uh, And as he was in this this deep trauma... uh, uh, why was he in this deep trauma? Because they were demons. They were evil spirits all around. They were they were tormenting him. They were they were they were speaking. Now I'm saying that because under the sound of my voice right now, there's some people that have been dealing with what the enemy has been whispering in their ear. The enemy has been bringing fear, creating, trying to work havoc, trying to uh, to to browbeat you and discourage you, and all these things. But Jesus knows all about it. Amen. And so he met that situation and, and all the imps of hell that come against him uh, could not destroy him. Come on, that's why you and I can confidently say, we can quote the scripture. Greater is he, 1 John 4, 4, the last part of the verse. Greater is he, the Lord Jesus Christ, that is in me, in you, in the believer, than this enemy that is in the world. Amen? So you have that assurance. So you've got to step back and you've got to go, mind, be still in the name of Jesus. Yes. Greater is he that That very holy spirit of God is inside of me, and not only that, but i 've got the angel of the lord i i 've got my own angel, uh, and if need be, God can dispatch whatever amount of angels I need, but Jesus Christ meeting meeting the devil head on he only had to have one. so think about it, you have got your angel that is always with you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter eighteen verse number. Uh, 10, that the, that your angel always beholds the face of God. In other words, your angel is telling God what's happening in your life. So right now, uh, God has a fresh news report. It's not like CNN. It's not like the, this media that we've got in the world today that you don't know who to believe or what where to look to. You, God has a report that is exact. In other words, God, God knows what's happening in your life. And, and so, uh, as Jesus met this Uh, these devils in this situation head on, he's in a trauma. He's in a place. And he starts sweating. He starts sweating. And the pressure is so great that these great drops of blood starts coming out of his body. Now, why does that apply? How does that apply to you and I today? Because we know that Scripture tells us, and we don't have time to look at it or, or off the top of my head, I couldn't lead you to all the Scriptures unless the Holy Ghost inspired it. But Jesus, he shed blood seven places out of his body. And every place that Jesus shed blood out of his body, it is a point of promise for the believer. It's a point of, uh, of the covenant of God to take you from lack, take you from hurt, take you from sickness, take you from weakness, take you from uh, a place of where you've been robbed to a place of full provision, full promise. Amen. And so here Jesus sweating these great drops of blood. He is in a, a battle in his Mind he's, he, he knows what the will of the Father is; he knows that he 's supposed to go to the cross, and yet, as he 's praying and he 's hearing all of these other voices, and as these demons are getting closer and closer, as darkness is overwhelming him, uh, he feels his heart. Start to increase He feels the stress in his body Come on, Jesus was a real human being He was God in the same flesh That you and I are in And so you know when you get nervous You know when your heart starts to increase You know when the stomach acid starts to churn In the very pit of your stomach You know when all of a sudden The very tips of your fingers They start tingling And your head, the very top of it Starts to get just a little bit light headed Because you're in a stressful moment You're in a se- Jesus was in the most stressful moment moment ever, and there he was, and he felt that, and he felt death. Come on, Hebrews 2.14 tells us that Satan is death. He felt Satan surround him. Now, you're in a situation right now where death is telling you that this is going to happen or that's going to happen. Death's trying to surround you, so you've got to stand strong. You've got to say, wait a minute, I've got a destiny. I've got a promise from God. God has told me that I'm going to be able to do some things. That's why you and I have got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And 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 we're going to talk about that tonight. You've got to know what your assignment is. And that way you can stand up and tell the devil, "Uh Uh-uh, I'm not finished yet. Come on. I'm in the will of the Lord. I'm in the plan of God. And I have not walked out all of my steps in the Lord yet. And so you're a liar. And I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Amen? Amen. All right, so here Jesus is, and he's in this place, he's in this position. So you've got to see that as he uh, shed that blood, he shed that blood for you in your situation right now. You've got to say, Lord, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to partake of that blood. I want that, that blood that you shed that caused you to overcome every emotional strain every uh, uh, attack that that strain caused on your physical body, I want to be able to partake of that. Because, see, when you partake of the blood, when you plead the blood of Jesus Christ over your life, it loose, uh the will and the covenant of God in your life and through your life. Amen? Come on. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, get this in our heart. You can, uh, we'll just start reading at verse number 1 for sake of time. I'd like to read more, but let's start in verse number 1. It says, Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Uh, so there's a difference between weight and sin. Lay aside every weight and the sin which do us so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. How do we do it? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. Because He knew that cross would be the ultimate place of sacrifice. He knew that cross would be the place where uh, the the finality of His blood. Because see, on the cross, the last place that He shed the blood was when the the Roman soldiers took the spear in His side. And He stuck the spear in His side and out come what? Blood and water. Because He was dead for you and I, but He died of a broken heart this morning. You may have some situations in your life where your heart is broken because what you've endured, what you have went through. But well, Jesus shed blood for that. Amen. Now, listen by the Holy Ghost. Jesus wants to do something in your heart. See, there was a prophecy that went forth about Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, in the great book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 61, the prophet Isaiah said that Jesus Christ was coming, and He had an anointing upon Him, to heal. Heal the brokenhearted, The broken hearted. You can read it in Luke. If you want to. If you're a New Testament stickler. Then go to Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Where Luke. He brought forth that Old Testament prophecy about Jesus. He said that he was anointed to heal the brokenhearted. How does he do that? By the blood. By the blood. Jesus shed his blood. That you could have your heart healed. It, uh, he, he sweat that blood. That you could have your mind stayed. All because of the cross. But you've got to believe it. You've got to apply it to your own life. Nobody can do it for you. You've got to make a decision to say, I believe God more than what I'm feeling. I believe God more than what I'm seeing. And I'm going to take it by faith. And I'm going to apply it to my life. Amen? Yes. Now, notice what he says. Despising the shame is sit down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now see, every every priest of God, they could not sit down until the work was done. Now you look into the, you go in uh, to God's uh, tabernacle there in Moses' time, and and you you come to the to the the the, the labor and the, and the and and work your way in all the way to uh, the inner court to the holy uh, place to the holy of holies, and as you're working your way in there and you get into the holy of holies, there is no chair. There's no place to sit down. But so what's this telling us here? When Jesus went to the cross as your great high priest, as my great high priest, he finished all the work. When he shed all the blood, those seven places out of his life, and he went and he sat down, that means every promise that's in this Bible is... For you, it's available to you, it's available to me. Those who will receive it, those who will accept the sacrifice of Jesus, it's for us. And so uh, he sat down saying, okay, I've done what needed to be done in your life. All you have to do now is to receive it from me by faith to allow the promises to to make that blood be so real. You've got to see the blood on your life. When the devil comes against you and he starts talking about a sin in your life, laugh at him laugh at him. Jesus shed blood that you could have victory over that. In your I got to say this. I don't know why this morning you may be dealing with something in your mind and you say I can't control that thought. I can't get past that situation. I can't keep my body from going in that direction. Yes, you can. Because Jesus Christ shed blood. Great Drops of blood. He sweated out. You uh, no longer. Remember, that's the whole story in Matthew uh, 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 26 and, and here Luke 22. That's the whole story. The disciples, all they could do was sleep. They, they couldn't come out of their own will and come into His will. But that's what He done. He showed them that you and I, through Him, we can be awake spiritually. That we can have dominion over this flesh. We can have dominion over this soul. Come on, you and I, we are spirit beings. Yes, we're in a flesh body. And yes, we have a soul. But we can dominate that flesh body. We can dominate that soul by our spirit rather than it being the other way, the flip side, which is a very miserable life. I know. All right. So, we read all that to read verse number 4. Verse number 4. Says, you have not resisted unto blood. You have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. See, Jesus, that's what he was doing. He was res- was resisting against the father of lies, the father of sin in that garden, as he was badly. He was he was resisting against that so strong, out come the great drops of blood. Come on now, you and I we can overcome these sinful attacks of the devil. We can overcome them because Jesus overcome. I, you, the believer, can overcome because of the but we do it by the blood. In other words, when the enemy comes and he brings that thought, he brings that, that 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 discouragement, that despair, that heartache, that disappointment, he tries to get you to go down the same road again. All of a sudden you say, uh uh-uh, uh, here's the blood. Come on, you plead the blood of Jesus. You say, come against the blood. Don't... Because, see, He can come against you and I, and He can defeat us every time. But He cannot come against the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The blood is what destroyed the devil. Amen. All right. Now, I want to back and jump back and read verse 3, because we're talking about the blood. Now, look what happens in verse 3. For consider Him, Jesus... That endured such contradiction of, of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. This is the key to having your mind at peace. This is the key to not looking at what people are doing around you, not allowing them to impact you and influence you, not allowing them to tell you what you can do or can't do, because Jesus has defeated all of this world system. You are a, you have a citizenship. The Bible says, "In heaven, yeah. come on, you're a pilgrim, Peter said, passing through uh you, you, you're just you just have a job to do. you have something to do on this earth and but but your home, your destiny uh, you are an ambassador for god you're under his law come on." I'm talking about grace, but the law of grace. You're under Him. You're not under what this world says. This world says that if you don't have this, you can't do that. I can do all things. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. Amen. We can go where we want to go. We can do what we want to do. We can be completely free because in our mind is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. That truth, that reality. You've got to see that. I've got to hold on to that. Now, uh, drop down. Uh, in the same 12th chapter. And, and look what the word says, uh, verse 22. Uh, but you are come unto Mount Zion, come on, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. That's what Brother Corey and him were talking about, singing about, Brother Justin, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Oh, hallelujah. We don't look like what, on this earth, what we look like in the heavenly realm, in the eternal, amen? Just men made perfect. We've got something to hold on to. We've got something to look for. But look what the Word says, verse 24. How did did this take place? And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Now, uh, we all know that, that Cain killed his brother Abel out of jealousy and because of sin. And, uh, uh, but Abel was just and upright, and he, he uh, offered his, the sacrifices to God and all of those things. And those sacrifices kept him in a place under the old covenant in right standing. But uh, the sacrifices that he rolled out just rolled back his sin. His sin was still a part of his life. Even though it was covered, it still had an impact on him. Now, you and I, we've got to see that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, that the blood of Jesus not only cleanses you, but it makes you brand new. You are a brand new creature, a brand new creation in Jesus Christ. You have a covenant with God that God wants to empower you to walk in the grace of God. He, he wants you to be empowered in that grace, and, and, and so uh, that you got to be. Hard, diff, it's difficult here in a short amount of time. You, we're trying to preach, not teach, but but Abel. Uh, uh, it's an Old Testament type and shadow uh, of, of of what will happen just under that that covenant. Under the the new covenant, you are you are completely white. You're pure. You're whole. And so, uh, when, when when you depend upon the blood of Jesus, the devil cannot have anything in you. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 12? He said, the prince of this world is coming. But he has nothing in me. He can't touch me because he has nothing in me. Well, now, because Jesus is in you and you're in him, yeah. on, the, the, yeah. the, the blood of Jesus has took every... Uh, Open door, every avenue that the enemy would have a r- legal right. See, everything in the kingdom of heaven, uh, uh, and when I say the kingdom of heaven, I'm talking about from God's rule uh, throughout the universe, is about what's right uh, and what's wrong. It's about a covenant. And so you and I have got to learn how to walk in the covenant and recognize that when the devil starts trying to infringe on what we have through the blood of Jesus, we're the ones that have to stand up and plead the blood. We're the ones that have to say, no. We've got to know what our legal rights are in this kingdom. And and when we apply the blood of Jesus, then he is in the, he's he's our advocate. Come on, 1 John chapter 2 tells us that Jesus Christ is our, he's your lawyer. And so when you plead the blood of Jesus down here on earth, I want you to see what, what happens because you've got to get this in your heart this morning. For that person who is broken hearted, that person right now, you, you, you've done, come in agreement with the devil. Don't get mad at me, but I'm just telling you by the Spirit of God. You come in agreement with the devil and said this is the way it is and it ain't going to never be no different. That's a lie. The devil is the, not only a liar, but the father of lies and you've got to cast that down. You've got to, you've got to renounce it. You've got to repent of it, and you've got to replace it. Come on, that's what the Holy Ghost said. I can't do it for you. Nobody else can do it for you. You've got to make that conscious decision and say, Okay, I believe that. I'll do that. And then you'll have something different, because here's what happens. You you do that, and you plead that blood of Jesus. Jesus... See, we don't understand because we don't have time. You know, we're in a time now where we got all the access to the Word of God. we got all the access to, to the Spirit of God, and, the, and but we don't have time for each other. Right. And we're having church less and less and less. We need to have church more and more and more. Amen. And we need to come together more, whether it's in the church house or whether it's in our own homes. And we need to study this living Word. This is the answer to every situation. So I'm going to try quickly as I can to paint you a picture of what's happening in your life and my life right now. We plead the blood of Jesus. And in the throne, there's God, the throne room of heaven. God is sitting on the throne. And Jesus Christ, your advocate, He comes and He presents what you have said in agreement with this covenant by His blood to the Father. And then the devil comes and he pleads his case about what he's doing and why he can do what he's doing in your life right now and if if he has a legal right God the Father has nothing he can do but he has to come in agreement with his word cuz he can't go beyond his word right. but if you're in the place where you're uh you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God you depend upon the grace of God and, and you you're you're trusting in that blood of Jesus then all of a sudden then that every everything that the devil has put forth uh uh God the Father says overruled 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 that should get us excited and it overrules by the blood of Jesus amen so in other words if you're battling something in your mind if you're if there's a if there's a heartache if there's a distress if there's a struggle if there's something uh that that, that uh, you 've lost hope about and, and you come in agreement with that all you got to do is say lord I repent for doing that I renounce it and then replace it Jesus said that I could cast down through the apostle paul second Corinthians chapter ten. Verse number five. Let's read that, Brother Ryan. Second, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number five. Casting down, you and I, we have the power. We have the power in the name of Jesus. Casting down imaginations. Now, you've got to see that in imagination, that this word imagination, it, it is a thought that creates. Right. The devil wants to give you and I empty empty imaginations. He wants to give us something that, that, ha- that, that It may look good on the outside. It's a facade. But on the inside, there's nothing there. But He wants to give you a thought, me a thought. He wants it, us to accept it and allow it to create a, a, a reality of our life. Come on. The, the Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get advantage of us. Just because you're feeling something, now I'm trying so hard because there's, just because you're feeling something and you're thinking something, that doesn't mean it's real. The only thing is real is this Bible because this Bible is Jesus Christ. So anything that is contrary to this, anything that doesn't come in agreement with this word, you've got to cast it down because it's a vain imagination. It's an attempt. It's an attack for the enemy to try to bring his will and his plan into your life. Amen? Casting down imaginations and some high things. See, it's the things that we don't think about when we started this sermon. I didn't know why I said it, but that's why we said it. It. it, it The things that don't seem important are the ones that are really important. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, I would always do that. Really. See, I don't know how you, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. Every day I wake up. And when I wake up, I thank God that, that he has gave me another day. And while I'm trying to thank God, then all of a sudden, here's the devil. Now, He may not bother you, but I'm, I'm just telling you in, in my life. He comes and He tells me either how bad I feel or, or what, my, uh, what I'm going to have to do th- today to be able to, to uh, accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish. He gives me all the negative part of it, all the, uh, all the reasons why I can't do what I'm supposed to do. And so I, that is a high thing. That's a vain imagination. So I've got to make up my mind, am I going to allow that? to impact my day, to direct me, to influence me, or am I going to cast it down? And see, whether I obey the Word of God or not determines whether I will be successful or not. It will determine whether I will have full joy. Jesus says, these words I've spoken unto you, that you might have joy, and that your joy might be full. Well, if my joy is not full, that means I'm not holding on to his full words. And if I'm not holding on to his full words, that means something else has snuck in there. And I need to plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. and I let Jesus take it to the Father. And I let the Father tell the devil, overruled. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity, how many? every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, now don't get mad at me, but somebody said, well, I can't help but think that. Yep. Who's a liar? God or man? The Apostle Paul said, "Let." he's quoting the psalmist, he said, let every man be a and let God be true. Yep. So I've got to let God be true. And, and Okay? So, um, so I can do this. So, how do I do it? Uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. <clears throat> Starting verse number 5. 1 Peter 5 and 5. This is the key for your success, my success. Uh, by the blood of Jesus, our humility to walk in it. It says, likewise, ye younger... Uh, Submit yourselves to the elder. Every one of us has got somebody that we need to submit to. We need to follow them as they follow Christ. We're ultimately following the Lord. But you know what I'm saying. God puts people in our lives uh, that have been through things, that have trusted the Lord for things that we haven't even encountered yet. And so we can learn from them. We can be empowered by that situation. Now notice what he says. Uh, This is all to get us in the place and the position of success. He said, Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And be clothed with humility. Oh, glory. So I can be clothed with the spirit of humility. In other words, Jesus Christ, the Bible says that even though He was as God, He humbled Himself and took on the form of a servant. Philippians chapter 2. The The word is kenosis. The, it, it, it's, a, it's a Greek word that means He completely emptied Himself out uh, of, uh, of the power of God to be able to walk in this flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit so you and I would have confidence that in this flesh if we would receive the same Holy Spirit we could walk and do what Jesus did. Amen? Amen? He'd he done that for us. So He was clothed with that Spirit, that, 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 that humility. And so what you and I have got to do, we've got to recognize if I'm going to ever get anywhere in the throne room of God, if I'm going to ever get anywhere where the blood is speaking for me, I've got to be humble enough to uh, submit to what the Spirit of God is saying and let the Lord correct me. The Bible says, for as many as the Lord loveth, He chastiseth. He corrects. If He's not correcting me, I get nervous. Come on, it's the greatest sign in the world that you and I are the sons and the daughters of the Most High God. That's what the Bible says. For God resisteth... Now, think about that word. You know what that word means? It means to battle against an enemy. For God resisteth the proud. Now... Isaiah chapter 14 tells us, starting about verse 12, that Satan, Lucifer, that he fell because of... So, anything that's of pride is of the... So, of course, God is going to resist that. He's going to be in a battle against it. And so, our greatest success in the courtroom of God by the blood of Jesus is always be willing to repent. Matthew 4, 17, the first words out of the mouth of Jesus when He started His ministry was, and I will make you. Come on, He said, I'll make you. When we repent, when we humble ourselves, God's going to make us something, amen? What we were designed to be. Not what the world says we should be. Not what the devil wants us to be. But what the Most High God says we can be, amen? All right. God resisteth the proud, and He giveth, He giveth grace to the humble, to the lowly. So, so God's got grace for us. Now, the Bible tells us. We've talked about it many times, but the, the Apostle Paul said that God's grace was. So, if God gives us grace, we can have what? We can have all sufficiency in all things, in all situations, to overcome. That's a promise. But we've just got to do it His way. We've just got to believe Him. We've got to trust Him. And if you received a gift from me, you would have to take it from me. If I received a gift from you, I have to take it from you. So we've got to take God's grace. See, sometimes we don't like, we can give things, but we don't like to receive. We get embarrassed. So, God, we just need to tell God, hey, What you have for me, I'll take it. I'll receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now stay with me just a minute. He said, Let God humble you therefore. Everybody's looking for God to do something. Remember Jesus, the great high priest, has done sit down on the right hand. Everything is done. So you and I, we have to do our part. Our part is... We have to humble ourselves. All right. So he said that we could be clothed with this spirit of humility like Jesus. How did Jesus stay in that place? He kept himself under by prayer. He kept himself in that place. He kept his body under. He uh, fellowshiped with God through the spirit. He he. he let the word rule and reign. He spoke out what God said rather than what he was seeing or feeling. Come on, how many times did he, he saw the little girl that was 12 years old and everybody said she was dead. Ever said, she, <laughs> ever thought, ever, ever thought about it this way? He said, and Jesus looked at the situation and he said, she sleepeth. He's, as he said, she sleepeth. He was looking and he was seeing her body. And he was seeing her spirit. And he was seeing her soul. And he grabbed her by the hand. And he lifted her up. And he brought all three of them back together. Amen. See, that's... That's when you get under attack. That's what the devil's trying to do. He's trying to separate us... He's trying to fragment you, fragment me. He, he, he's trying to... to uh, See, you can't do anything in this earth unless you're in this flesh body because that's the way God's des- designed it. He's designated that. And, and so the devil wants to kill your body. But you can't do anything with your body unless your soul, your mind, will, and emotions is intact with your body. But you're of no good to God unless you're walking in the spirit which keeps all of those things together. Everything that's coming against you, the devil is a god of fragmentation. God is the god of unity. He's the god that puts things together. Today this morning by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, he want to put he wants his desire is to put some things together back in our life and take us to that next place in him. Amen. Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. God's going to raise you up. God's going to raise me up and it's going to, this word due time, it's, you know, I used to read that and the devil say, see, God wants to make you suffer. After you suffered long enough, then he'll raise you up maybe. No devil, you're a liar. It's the time of Appointed, Come on, we're coming into some times, into seasons right now that are, are going to show the church to come alive. Going to show the outpouring of the Spirit of God to reveal the blood of Jesus to a lost generation, to a backslidden generation like never before. Amen? I believe it with all of my heart. It's the time. It's the time. God is ready to exalt. But we've got to be in the place to be exalted. Amen? And it's all because of this blood. Now, notice what he says. Stay with me just a moment. Verse 7. Casting some of your care, for he careth. See, we don't, we'll don't. we give Jesus some of the things, but some of the things we want to hold on to. I, do, I want to hold on to that because that, that protects me. I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but I just realized why I, the Spirit of God was talking to me, why I can't get close to people. You know, I wasn't even talking to him about that. I didn't even want to talk about that, to be honest with you. Uh, but he, he said, "He said, you ever know why you can't get close to people? And I said, I don't really want to know. He said, well, it's time for you to know. He said, you've, you've been hurt so much that you, you just build up a wall and you, you think that if you're protecting yourself by not getting close to people, not opening himself up, but you're you're hindering what I want to do and you're cutting yourself off from uh, not only the ability to be able to receive ministering, but to give minister. Okay? Whatever you want, Lord. I'll humble myself. Whatever you want, because it sure hasn't worked out perfectly this way, and I know your way the right way. Amen? The way of the Lord is True. Amen? It's right. The way of man seems right, Proverbs 16, Proverbs 14, but the ways lead to. We don't want that. Amen? All right. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. We give him everything. Now, when we do that, here's what happens then. Verse 8 Be sober. Be sober. See, now. We, when we hear that word sober, we think about, you know, uh, uh, some kind of alcoholic beverage or, or whatever. Something that you and I would uh, partake of that would have an impact on our uh, personality, have an impact on our body, on our emotions, all of those things. But the, uh, Peter here, the Apostle Peter is talking about you and I are to be sober. If, if we're casting our care upon the Lord, we're not under the influence of that hurt, right. of that disappointment. Of all of those things, that those vain imaginations, those high things that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of truth. Thank you, Lord. See, if we'd kept reading, mark it down in your, in your Bible, and we didn't, Second Corinthians uh, 10, 5 is where we stopped off. If we kept reading 6 and, and 7 there, it said that we could bring uh, everything to that obedience, but then God would revenge what the devil was talking to us about. Come on, that's in the courtroom. God has the final say. Amen? Okay. Be sober, be vigilant. So you, you've got to stay awake. In other words, you, this word vigilant, it means to, to, to stay awake. You can't let the enemy rock you to sleep and get you comfortable in any situation, any circumstance. Because if, you know, if you... I mean, look what he's saying. The play on words. If you drink too much... You take too much medication. You're not sober, and you're going to go to sleep, right? All right. So this is a—he's uh, he, teaching from a natural standpoint where we can understand the spiritual. He said, "Why? Because your adversary, the devil, that your adversary, the devil. So, uh, so that's telling us how the devil is working in your life, in my life. He's working to bring tears. Yeah. He, he's working to influence you and I." He, he, he's working to, to try to, get, to overload us with emotions and, and, and things that we can't do anything about. And so we've got to come back and we're going to say, Lord, I know that you sweat great drops of blood, that my mind would not have to be like this. You, 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 that Roman soldier, the, the, the one, see, the, that's a type of being over the whole world. The, the, the Rome, Romans at that time, they controlled the whole world. And that little soldier uh, stuck in our God's side. And, and showed that broken heart. But see, when He showed that, when that revelation come, that's revelation for you and I this morning that we don't have to have a broken heart. Amen? Amen. That Jesus took it for us. Everything that Jesus took and carried, you and I are not to carry. We're to give it to Him. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Say, He can't devour me. Because why? Because you're doing what the Bible says. You're, you're 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 pleading the blood of Jesus over your life. You're you're uh, clothed with that spirit of humility, and you're you're in that place where uh, you're letting God exalt you. So this morning, by the Spirit of God, will you let the Lord touch you where you're at in your situation, in your circumstance? Will you let Him reach down with His hand, and His hand always reveals His word. God spoke. God worked. Come on. So, will you let him reach out because what he said and let him work this work in your life. Will you let him take you up into that next place and let him say no overrule devil by the blood of Jesus in the throne room this morning. And throw that case out where you will stop having to go round and around the mountain in this situation. Let it be done. Let it be finished. Let the verdict be rendered. When it's final, it is final. It cannot, listen, it cannot be tried again. That's what we want, amen. Remember when God called Abraham. Uh, and uh, Sarai Abram and Sarai forth. he called them forth and they walked all of these years they walked 24 years or so with God and then all of a sudden God appeared to him as the almighty God that means anything and everything is possible when you see God as the almighty God and he said here's all I want you to do Abram he said, "I want you to accept my grace and let me change your and Sarah's name, Sarai." And he added the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet to their name, and he changed his name from Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. And when he done that, they started operating in grace, and that was God's part. But see, Abraham had to do—Abram had to do a part to become Abraham. He had to do his part. His part was for his household; he had to be circumcised. Now, see, what does that mean? Today, you and I in the New Testament, circumcision was of the heart because there's neither male nor female, but we're all one and one in Christ Jesus. Amen? The Jew, bond, Greek, none of those. We're all one. But as He done that, see, when God put the grace out, that was a type and a shadow of Jesus pouring out His blood. Yeah. And so the blood of Jesus come in covenant with the blood that Abraham was willing to shed. He was willing to cut off the old and come into the new. And all of a sudden, then he started walking and living by grace. And he'd waited 24 years for Isaac, for laughter, for the son of promise. And now in a year, here he is. See how simple it is? You and I, we can beat our head against the wall. For years and years. And we may have a relationship with God. He may appear to us. He may talk to us. But when we see Him as the Lord God Almighty. And we just do the simple thing He tells us to do. Because of grace. Everything else falls into place. Amen. Father in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. I thank you for your very blood that is flowing from the throne room. I thank you for that blood that we can partake of, that we can participate in, that we can call on. I thank you that under the Old Testament covenant that you showed how that all they had to do was take hyssop and dip it into that basin, that bowl of blood, and they would take and they would put it Around the very doorpost, and that kept the death angel, that kept the enemy away. Well, hyssop was something that was everywhere, meaning it was a type of every person can has the avenue, the option, if they so choose, to have the ability to dip the blood of Jesus to plead that blood, that type, and that shadow of the old covenant of what was coming in the new to the doorpost, to their life. Father, help us this morning. Help us to place that blood of Jesus over every area of our life. Help us to allow you, Lord, to be our advocate and to judge some cases, some situations that we're struggling, that we're dealing with, and let God the Father have the final say and let it be put to end, to naught. Lord, right now, you know... Where we're at, you know where you would take us to. Help us to follow you right now with a humble heart. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar? Or make yourself an altar at your chair, Whatever you feel comfortable with. And let's just spend some time with the Lord. Let's let Him do what only He can do in our lives. Let's let Him change some situations. Amen? He is the God that is more than and hallelujah. Thank you Father.